just bask in his glory in his presence it's been an amazing 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 time and i believe that also we are continuing with that even as we receive more guidance regards to what next all right but uh, we are looking forward for the dinner okay Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You can see you guys celebrating on this side. But the dinner is coming up, and I will receive more guidance after as we continue. Yeah, so um, just dive directly into the word. Uh, this today I met with a guy in my in a cab. And this guy, uh, we enter the cab, and uh, together with my lovely wife, let's give it up for her. She looks amazing. She looks great. Yeah, I thank God for that. So we got in a, a, a cab and I met this guy and so I told him, okay, we're going to professional house. And he's like, hey, you guys are going, what's, what's happening there? I told him that we're going to church. So he said, I didn't know there's a church there. I told him, oh, we have a church. The basement, we have a church. Then I had a conversation with him just to find out who he is and what he does and how does he feel to work as a Uber driver, that kind of thing. So in the conversation, I was like, ah, where do you go to church? So he told me that apparently he doesn't go to church. So I asked him, why, why, why don't you find time to go to church? So he said, ah, for me, I don't even think God is there. So he's like, he said, he told me that he's a Gnostic, Gnostic. A Gnostic person is that person who believes that there's no God. Like he doesn't believe in Jesus. Praise God. He doesn't believe in Jesus. So he just he just exists. He thinks that uh, everything that's happening is by chance and you know that kind of thing. So I was like, what? Are you really serious? I didn't know such people exist in Nairobi, but first time I met him. So apparently he has gone, he has read the whole of the Bible. He has studied, even he has gone to a Bible school. And I was surprised that why could you go to a Bible school and you know come out and you even don't know whether God exists. So it was really, really hurting for me just to see such a person uh, behaving like that. So I told him, now when you look at the skies, don't you see, uh, don't you ask yourself questions that, for me, it was skies, how, how do they appear? I mean, how can someone, do they just appear like that? The skies together with the rain and everyone. So he was like, I don't, he doesn't believe that God exists. But I believe uh, the reason why he has that kind of attitude or rather approach to life, even though he has gone through all this, is because he didn't really have a relationship with Jesus. That's what came to my spirit, that he didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And that's very, very key. Jesus is the centerpiece of a Christian life. Jesus is the centerpiece of our life. And without him, even reading the Bible, without having an understanding of who he is, then becomes an empty thing. Praise God. So there is a need for us to know him personally, know him in a relationship way so that even as you live life, all right, you can live life knowing that 
I know him who is, who was, and who is to come. Praise God. Amen. Which brings me uh, to read one verse here, Hebrews 4. By the house that Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, I need someone to assist in uh, reading. Hebrews chapter 4. Verses, uh, we start from verse 1. remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the world which they had, but the world which they had did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who had it. Amen. Okay, go on to the next verse. For we who have believed do not enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. Praise God. This is, if you, if I may call this someone, is the finished work of Jesus. The finished work of Jesus. Amen. So our Christian life, as you read from Hebrews chapter 4, We've, we are, the Bible says that now we who have believed enter that rest just as God has said. Um, uh, so I declare on, on, on earth in my anger they shall never enter my rest and yet his works has been, have been finished since the creation of the world. Praise God. A Christian life begins with a finished work. Praise Jesus. That as you live a Christian life, it doesn't start where you are, you know, you are born again and then you start living. No, it starts where Jesus Christ has finished everything, praise God. And that's where you as a newborn believer, or rather you as a believer and me as a believer, we begin from a place where the work of God has been finished. Praise God. And how is that? God created the world even before we existed. The Bible says that before the creations of the world, Jesus was there. Okay? And, and everything was finished even before we came into existence. Praise God. Meaning, our daily life, each and every year, God already pre-planned for it. God already prepared everything that we can ever we will ever need in life was finished before the foundations of the world praise god are we together i want us to go step by step so that uh i don't leave you behind so a christian life begins from a position of rest praise god it begins from a position of rest whereby you understand and you have that knowledge and that understanding that everything has been finished before the creations of the world. Amen? And now it becomes so easy for us to have faith because we, we are not praying to get it. Okay, you're not praying to get whatever I think that you want, but actually you believe and I believe that this thing 
was made available for me and for, for us years back. Amen? So your posture of prayer becomes so different because now whatever thing that you've been, you want has been made available for you before the foundations of the world. And now when you pray, your prayer changes into a thanksgiving prayer. Amen? Your approach that you come to God with is that, yes, you prayed. Okay, you've asked God for it. But then now, after you pray, you believe that you have received it. And then the next point you need to do, and we need to do, is to give thanks to the Lord. Because that thing which you asked was made available for you 2,000 years ago. Are we together? So a position of a believer is not trying to get things from God. He's not trying to pray for... Um, can put your name there or whatever thing that you've been praying for you're not trying to get it now what happens when someone does that is that they come into when you pray to get things from god that's unbelief amen are we together that is unbelief because you don't believe that everything has been made available to you and to me are we together so your position of prayer should be that this thing already has been made available for me. Yeah. And now when you go to pray, you're actually knowing that you, you will not pray amiss. Why? Because that thing already was made available for you and me 2,000 years ago. Amen? Now, that's why I'm saying that a Christian life begins from a place of rest. Okay? Now that you've rested, you can now walk, walk of salvation, knowing and believing that everything has been finished before the foundations of the world. Are we together? Okay. So I want us to read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. Uh, 22 to 25. Chapter First Corinthians chapter one. Sorry. Mm. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Jesus crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block and to those sorry, and to the Greeks' foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Uh, okay, I want, I want you also to read Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. All right. So uh, Ephesians say, uh, the book of Ephesians say that we are God's workmanship. We are God's workmanship. Tell your neighbor, I'm God's workmanship. As in God prepared you. And he did that. Why did he do that? He prepared us for the good works. For the good works which he already prepared for us that we may 
walking. We are talking about revival. God has prepared us for revival. If you may, if you may receive that word. Amen? Let us receive it. Receive it, okay? God has prepared us for that revival. He has, he has curated you. He has specifically designed you and wired you for that revival. And not just revival, but you can put anything that you want, that you desire, just putting it, putting there. Okay? He has prepared you. Probably you desire whatever thing that you want. I may not know, okay? But everything that he prepared was for the sake that also you'll be able to enjoy. Okay? And now we've been told that we are his workmanship created for the good works which he prepared that we should walk in it. Amen? You know, Adam... Adam and Eve, God, God finished everything. The creation, the seventh day. Until the seventh day, he rested from his works. Okay? And he put Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. What did he put uh, Adam and Eve in the garden to do? To, till, to actually to take care of the garden. Okay? To take care of the garden. All right? Imagine they were just supposed to take care of the garden, and he placed them there. So in the garden, it was the finished work of God, okay? Christ, all right? And now Adam went against what God had um, uh, told them to, okay? They went ahead and ate the, um, the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, and, you know, things happened, okay? Then what happened is they were kicked out the garden and Adam and Eve were, were told that they will now be able to till the earth so that they could get food okay they were in the finished work but after they uh, disobeyed God they were taken out and they went and started tilling the ground which of course they used their own strength okay which was not the uh, the, 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 the initial plan of God was for them to leave and to dwell in the finished work of God, of Jesus, which is the garden of Eden. But after they disobeyed God, they were kicked out and they started working their strength, you know, to feed themselves, you know, to do this and that. Praise God. Amen. Are we together? All right. And God always prepares us and has already prepared us for the things that he planned beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that Christ, you know, even after Adam and Eve disobeyed God, still God was so merciful to give Jesus as an atonement so that he could save us who are the descendants of Adam. You know, when Jesus' blood was shed, the Bible says that the drops of that blood fell on the ground. And the ground was cursed uh, by God, you know, at that time when Adam and Eve had sinned uh, before God. And when the blood of Jesus fell on the ground, what happened was the curse was broken. Praise God. Because the blood of Jesus has an atoning power. And when it fell on the ground and it mixed with the soil, the curse which was, which was there was broken because of the blood of Jesus. So that we as born-again believers, can now live 
in the finished work again of Jesus. Praise God. So when you put your trust in the finished work of the cross, actually you're not putting trust on your efforts, but actually you're putting trust on what God has prepared for you. By entering into God's rest, you're actually coming into a finished work which God prepared beforehand that which you should walk in. That means where you will live, the places where you'll go, you know, the things that you desire, okay, God already prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Amen. Amen. And now we read some very interesting thing here in Hebrews 4. That there was a people who could not enter God's rest. And I asked myself, why? What, what happened? Okay? I want to tell you one thing. Uh, what us read here uh, is in Numbers. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, because of time, I don't, I'll just be able to move on very quickly so that uh, we don't go, we don't take so much time. What happened was, God promised the Israelites. He told them, guys, I'm bringing you to a land which is flowing with milk and honey, okay? So he promised them that I have already given you this land. So God promised the Israelites that he has already given them. Look at the voice of God. Look at the language he's using. It's a different language that he has given, given. You know, something which has already been given means that you have it already. So he told them, I've given you the land, which is, Flowing with milk and honey. Go in and possess it. Praise God. So that's what happens. That's a finished work. Okay? God prepares everything and says that go in it because I've given them. But when you look at the children of Israel, they, in that land, there were giants. Praise God. There were people in that very, very land. But the same land, God is saying, I have given you that land. God is telling us that have given you that land, even though there are enemies in it. But who will fight the enemies of? It is God. Who said he has given you the land? If it's someone else, you can say, um, are you really sure you've given me that land? But if it's God who has told you that I have given it to you, then by believing that word, you end interest. But something very interesting happened with these guys. When they were told they had been given the land, they went ahead and took the spies. Come here, guys. Go to the promised land. Go and check out what is there. Now those guys went to the promised land. The Bible says when they got in there, they saw very big giants. They saw very big people who are very strong. Okay? They were very strong. And when they looked at these people, they forgot the promise of God, what he told them. Because initially God had told them, I have given it to you. Yes, God knew that the giants were there. God knew there's going to be challenges. But he told them that I have given to you that land. Would you believe? The way you, whatever you see or what God has said. What God has said. Because what God has said, it is the truth. Because if God says it, then no one can debate. Let all men be liars, but God be true. Amen? And so God gave, tell them, I've given it to you. 
It is flowing with milk and honey. I've given it to you already. But look what happened. They went and saw the giants. The Bible says that when they came back, the spies, they came back with a testimony which was negative. They said to Moses, who had sent them, you know that land has giants, even the Anakims. So they were telling uh, Moses that they could not be able to take over that land. Meaning, they were thinking that they are right, but God is a liar. And God said, he swore they will never enter my rest. But in the same, same group, there were two guys, Caleb and Joshua. They saw different. They saw things different because uh, that, that's what the eyes that God wants us to see. Uh, God wants us to see with his very own eyes. I want us to read uh, Numbers 14, verse 8. Numbers 14, verse 8. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Amen. That is Caleb who said those words, that if God delights in us, he will give us that land. Yeah, because that is exactly what God said. And Caleb Knowing the mind of God, he stood by the word of God. That God, you told us you're going to give us this land. Even though we can see Anakims there. Even though we can see that they are so big and they have very strong. Yes, we may look so small than they are. But if God says so, if God, you say that you've given us that land, then it means you've given us that land. So, you know, those two people are the only ones of the entire generation which came from Egypt that they entered the promised land because they chose to believe God despite what they saw in the natural. Because they understood one thing, that it is impossible for God to lie. They understood one thing, that if God said it, you can take it to the bank. They understood it and they went ahead and believed God even though they saw things that were negative. They chose to believe the finished work. Of Jesus. And that's why the Bible says that the gospel was preached to them. So I was like, how? The gospel I thought is, but God said that was the gospel. Moses told them about God. He told them about Jesus. But they chose not to believe that this work was finished. And that's why they could not enter God's rest. Praise God. But God is calling us to that finished work. Where you believe I believe that this is a finished work. I know the whole country is waiting for us for, to preach the gospel, but it is the work of God. We will step out with the promise of God, and we know we are taking over. We know we are taking over cities. We know we are taking over the industries. Yes, it may look so hard. It may look that it's being dominated by people you know, that have been there for many years, but it doesn't matter. If God is for us, then we will take over. Amen. We're going to take Oh, praise God. Amen. So another thing which I want to connect with this finished work is where we are seated. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. 
Ephesians 2 verse 6. It says, And raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Go on. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. All right. So um, the other part which I felt to touch on is about the spiritual warfare. And something happened uh, to me last, is it last week? This week, just this week. Yeah, so, so you know, uh, many at, uh, I've, I've been, um, we've been praying, and uh, this day we were praying God to give us the boldness and the courage to cast out devils. Which day was that? To cast out devils and you know the grace and the anointing to cast the, the, the devils out. And then God set me up. So I went to this place where <laughs> I went to this place and you know um, the guys were there. It was like a, just a function and um, people are worshiping and you know then something happened. A lady just started throwing hands, what, what, and, and she was manifesting a demonic spirit in her. And she became so violent. And around seven people were not able to just hold her down. She, she was very violent and she hit so many of them. And I know, and I was just there and I'm looking, okay, I just have to look fast. And you know, these guys took they called intercessors to come. Hey guys, call intercessors to come. And so the intercessors came, they came running, and you know, they went and surrounded the lady and they started casting out that devil, and that devil started speaking. Uh, you know, like a male voice kind of, and she's a lady, and I was, and she was speaking different languages. Different languages, you can imagine, and you know, they're casting. They're trying to cast her, the, the demon out, and the demon is saying, no, we're not coming out. <laughs> so they took around around 40 minutes there. They were just shouting, shouting. And when, they, when they, uh, the lady responded that uh, that demon is not getting out of her, they, becomes, they became so loud. And they thought, you know, they were, it's like they were not shouting, speaking out. So they started casting out. They tried, they tried. They were just standing there, and I was like, OK, oh, God. These are, these are intercessors here, and you know, I just leave them to do their work. And for me, I just uh, sit over there and you know, do my thing. But I had the spirit of God telling me, you go there, you go and cast that thing out. It's one of my first times to cast out such a thing. So I went, I was like, now they were tired. <laughs> like, oh, now they are casting out, I'm not going. <laughs> I went there and I'm like, God, what do you want me to do now? And God was like, oh, God is interesting. God has a sense of humor, guys. Has a sense of humor. So I was like, um, what do you want me to do? He said, I cast it out. And how, how? You know, like, when you don't know how to do something, you have to ask, how should I do it? You've seen people over one hour fighting something which they have not even being able to cast out it, and God tells you to go and do it, and you don't know how to do it, so you ask God, how should I do it? 
So just go and speak the word. You know, I went by the Spirit of God, by the grace of God. Okay, I laid hands on the lady and I commanded that spirit in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. That lady, whatever thing which was in her, was like, ah, oh, we are going, we are going, we are going. And you know, and <laughs> within two minutes, that, lady, that thing was gone. And that lady was delivered completely. And I was like, oh, thank God. I thank God for that because actually it was the same day we were praying uh, for the for the uh, those are testimony. The same day we were praying for the grace to cast out demons, but God brought me in a situation that I had to actually. I want to I want to say that I want to say this that all of us should be ready to cast out such things because all of us has have been given the power over unclean spirits, over powers of darkness. It's not only for pastors only, no, it is for you. It is for you also, okay? That even as you cast it out, you know it is the name of Jesus that is not about you or it's not about me, but is who is in you, that who you, who you represent. Praise God. So when you meet a situation like that, don't say back. Go with that bonus. Say, ah, karuskata. Then you <laughs> cast it out. Because it will obey the voice of God, which you are. Praise Amen. God. Okay. Amen. So soon we'll be going to universities and colleges by the grace of God and uh, to preach the gospel. And I'm sure we'll meet such situations. So when you meet that situation, just remember, it will obey you. Amen. Right, so um, that is a finished work because in my mind you understand that the devil has been defeated 2,000 years ago. So when you're going to cast him out or whatever thing that is in it, it is, you're coming from a place of rest. You're coming from a place of victory. You're coming from a place where you're seated as a king, as a priest. Amen? And you're coming from a place of power. And that's when uh, even a small kid can, can cast out a devil. Yes, because they're in Christ. As long as you're in Christ, you bear his authority. You bear his power. Amen? So we are coming from a place of everything has been finished. If it's the enemy has been defeated 2,000 years ago. If his sickness has been defeated, 2,000 years ago. So when you are coming in to actually enforce the victory of the cross in that situation. May God set you up. <laughs> yeah, so he did that so that he can demonstrate the power that he has given to the name of Jesus. The name above all other names. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, so I'm almost winding up because of time. Uh-huh. I want you I want us to look in Luke, Luke chapter twenty-two, verse ten to twelve. I want us um 
to look at the finished work in another eye view. Luke 22, verse 10 to 12. And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water, follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? That he will show you a large furnished upper room they are making all right okay so in this story we are told of um that jesus was about to be crucified and what he did he sent his disciples to go and prepare a place where they could have the last supper right so this is what he told them go when you go like this you're going to find a man somewhere carrying picture all right some water so follow this guy whenever he goes that very house you find it prepared furnished everything really complete i was reading this story and asked myself questions how did jesus know this guy and how did he know that they're gonna meet with him and how did he know that there is a furnished house of course, if I was one of the disciples who are sent, I would ask myself questions. But I came to realize also it's part of the finished work of Jesus. That because he has predestined us, let me use another word, because he has prepared a way for us, then he's going to sign people in our path. He's going to sign situations in our path. Praise God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So uh, he's going to assign people in our path. He's going to assign situations that will bring his manifestation of the things that he has prepared for us into being. Because how could, how could just someone walking, how can someone be walking and Somehow, somehow, he meets with his disciples, and somehow, somehow, he has prepared a room that is no one is asking for. <laughs> this has to be a finished work. Yes. So there's a part of the rushes that God has prepared. So there are places where you need to be. There are places where you need to walk. There's a path. We need to walk in it. Because in that path, there is the work of God. There is the finished plans of God. There is the purposes of God in that very path. Amen. Next time I'll tell you how we met with my wife. Just look, look for me somehow. <laughs> but I've understood one thing. The race is not to the swift, wow. not the battle to the strong. No, it's just the men of understanding. But time and chance happens to them all. Praise God. There's a way God can design your path. There's a way God can design your steps so that 
when you're making a step, you're making the right one. It, it is guiding you. <laughs> it is guiding you to your promise. It is guiding you to your promise. So there's a path that God can actually order you every morning. You guys receive it, those who deserve. They're called Kairos moments, where actually God steps in in a person's life and brings his purposes to happen. Kairos moments, the right opportunities. The right opportunities. God is able to cause you to have the right opportunities. Praise God. You can look at the story of, uh, what is his name? Isaac. Isaac. there's a guy who was sent to look for a wife for Isaac, and he went. He went to another another country, another place. And what he was told, he told God that uh, he's gonna go to a place where the women come to draw water, and the lady who will come and draw water and decides to to take that water and also to uh, feed the camels, then that will be there the right woman for Isaac. Mind you, Rebecca? She didn't even know. She didn't even know. So she found herself at the right place. And there were so many other ladies, but God had him single out. So there's a way you can be singled out. Praise God. Last week we went somewhere in um we are going for a we are going we went to Homer Bay. Right? And now we were in a bus, as you know, where I work. So we were in a bus and we went, we, we went safely. So when you are coming back, uh, we stopped at some, some market. At that market, there was, um, there were around, it's a, it's a cross, it's very interesting, that market. So kuna barabara ina kujevi, ni kama plus, ni kama cross. Barabara ina kujevi ngine. Not even a junction. It's too interesting. So uh, we arrived there. Uh, I, I alight, we alighted. We took some break. We actually waiting for some fish, which uh, the person was supposed to deliver the fish half later. And people were like, "Should we go for the fish?" Uh, so we 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 just stopped there just to take a break a bit. And um, I decided, oh, now that you stopped, let me rush to, to the market. Maybe I can get some fish. Since our fish is not coming, maybe I can get there something to buy. So I, I, I told one of the friends we were in, guys, I'm coming back in a few minutes. So I rushed, I went to the market. Then while I was at the market, I decided, hey, let me try and call this guy. So that was in Yache, Wakiwakaribu Kwenda, when I'm here. So when I called, 
akaniambia Vin ati umesema uko wapi Apparently the guys walikuwa wameniacha like they forgot about me that was in that bus they've gone and that's like 15 minutes already I'm in the middle of nowhere I don't, I, I don't know anyone I'm just lost at that time yeah so nikasema wow god this is me here and I don't know where I am I don't know which way they have gone since it's a crossroad here and I don't know which side because it was nafanana hizo barabara so I went and uh, have you have you ever gonna lost a place where you don't know like like kunile ni unaweza potea hapa cbd unaweza find yourself na google but uko ni ushago even google hayoneshi you like going in this place in this place and and you know i just i don't know whether i prayed i didn't even i didn't even pray i didn't even pray your time single prayer you want to work sasa mimi ndo hiyo and i don't know where i can get these guys they've already gone but god dali sima god <laughs> but god happened so god happened the kairos moments i'm telling you <coughs> it happened so apparently those guys they are taking the wrong road so they have taken the wrong road or menda 20 minutes maybe around 30 kilometers so the wrong direction and now after calling them and be eh atumesema uko wapi aki tunakuja tume ati wakasema venye wamepotea nini they are taking roundabout to come for me then i knew that that god does not because uh anything but that god god was coming through for okay so they came back hadi place penye nilikuwa and then they tukaishia walikuwa wananiangalia wanambia wewe mungu mwenye naomba wewe it was very interesting so what am i driving at uh what i want you to know is that your life has been finished before yeah. the creations of the world yeah. even the person you're gonna marry amen has been prepared, yeah. amen. Has been prepared. Yeah. praise yeah. god yeah so everything that we need for has been prepared before the foundations of the world so let no one cheat you that you've been cast i don't know who's who threw a spell on you that's just rubbish praise god because you are seated with christ who can who can who can manipulate your life if god has prepared your life no one tell me who can fight can who can be able to fight god by by bewitching you who? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm telling you about finished work. Where everything that we desire has been made available for us. Praise God. So even the instance of even thinking, that thought of thinking that ah, the enemy is trying to do this. Man, it's not that God and the enemy are fighting like no. God already won the, the battle. Praise God. So let this mindset get out of us 
that which thinks that ah someone can bewitch someone can can drogami ah this and that it is fall off because as a matter of fact that since you are seated with Christ in heavenly places even a wish cannot be in heavenly places like getting to the presence of God coming and trying to bewitch you how is that possible it's impossible. Praise God. Amen. It's impossible. Amen. Praise God. So it's impossible for someone to actually be able to be with you because you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The doctrine of demons is what tells you that ah, you can be rich. Da, 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 da. That's from the pit of hell. Because as, as far as the Bible concerns us, and as far as the word of God that is impossible for him to lie tells us, that you, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above. How is far above? Far above all principalities and powers. Might and dominion. You tell me how can how can how can someone literally try to do that to you? Really follow. Amen. And let us rise up in faith. Let us stand out in faith, knowing that what God says, we are able to get it. If God gives us the promise, if God says that he has given us a promise, that it doesn't matter how many chances are there. If there are hundred, we're going to kill them all. Amen. We're going to, we must get our blessing. If God has said it, then it means it's going to come to us. Whether the enemy likes it or not, it's going to come. I remember praying that. Thank you, I'll be all right. <laughs> you know there are some, uh, you know there are things where okisham when you are completely uh, what can I say, what can I use convinced of the power of God of the authority of the scriptures there are prayers you stand and say ah, this cannot happen no it cannot happen yes. eh? that holy anger no 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 whether it's a grand grand or whatever, come it, it it has to stop. It, it can't it can't touch me. Amen. When God sees that, He sees that as faith. He sees that bam, you have to see my glory. And you've been going through the classes of faith, I think for the past few weeks, and God has been teaching us faith, how we can have faith. And faith comes by believing the word of God. Regardless of the situation that you're going through, regardless of what you can see in the natural, by holding on to the word of God and say that, no, this one, if God says it, I believe it. And I, can, I will actually testify of the goodness of the Lord in this land of the living. Amen. So I'm praying for Kairos moments that God will cause us to be at the right place at the right time. Amen. That God will cause his, his goodness to overwhelm us. He will, he will actually order our steps. He will actually order our steps into, into the places that he wants us to be. If giants be there, then you, you, you are the one who has been anointed to slay those, li those yeah. giants. Yeah. We are the ones who have been anointed to slay those giants. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I think Guys, we can stop there. Amen. <laughs> I want us to partake of the Holy Communion because I believe there is there's something that's going to happen even as you partake of this Holy Communion there are the parts of being 
the pursuit are being realigned. Amen. That God is realigning our paths into the path that He has already prepared for us. That there are things that God has prepared for our lives that that God is realigning our paths and our destinies, and is just causing uh, there to be a, a, a realignment. A realignment. Even as we are partaking uh, of this communion, uh, I want us to. I want you to see yourself as a, a, a giant slayer and, 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 and as an army, you know, like the army of the Lord that is rising up, that is ready to take over the cities of Nairobi, the cities of uh, Kampala, the cities of Africa, the cities of Europe, the cities of USA, the cities of Asia, the cities of UK, the cities of Canada, the cities of Kigali, the cities of Australia, the cities of North America, the cities of Thailand, the cities of this is a prophetic. So even as God does that, I want you to know that you rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Amen. And if there's someone who... All of us are born again. Jesus, we bless your name. We honor you today. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God, because you've given us life in your Son. Because you've given us life in your son. What do you think of the body? So the body was broken that our body be made whole. Jesus' body was broken that our body be made whole. And 
Father, we bless you for your body. Your body, God, body of Jesus was broken that our body be made whole. Father, as you partake of this body this day, we thank you because there's renewal of youth. We thank you because our blood cells and our organs are renewed. We thank you, Father, because memory losses uh, will be no more in Jesus' name. We thank you, Spirit of God, for a, a, a quickening of our hearts to the things that you've called us into, God. We thank you, Father, for your body. It brings kazukri kadel balakoza zikra dabale dosanti libaradishi katoza. Father, we thank you. We partake of it in Jesus' name. Partake of the body. Thank God for the blood. Lord Jesus, we bless you because your blood was shed. That our sins be forgiven. And also your blood has cleansed us of all unrighteousness. We thank you, Father, for your blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We thank you because this day your blood speaks over us and our families. Your blood speaks life in Jesus name, resurrection in our lives. Your blood speaks favor. God, your blood speaks abundance. Your blood speaks joy. Your blood speaks uh, open heavens. Your blood speaks good things for us. As we partake of this, Father, we thank you because it is uh, a sealing of that which you've ordained over our lives. And Father, we thank you because our path is like the shining sun. It shines brighter and brighter to a perfect day. Father, we realize that, Lord God, that you prepared a path for us to walk in. Father, will you realign us in our path? Cause us to walk in your path always. Father, to partake of the finished work that you prepared for us beforehand that we should walk in it. We partake of this with thanksgiving in our hearts for your mercies of our lives in Jesus' name. We can get on our feet. I want us to make some few prayers and then we can close. I want you to pray, number one, that your voice, because now you are the army of God, that your voice will be elevated that your voice will be elevated. Whether it's through music, worship songs, whether it's through a word of knowledge, prophetic, giftings of the spirit, that God will elevate your voice. Not just in here, in Nairobi, in the country. Let you, let, 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 you, you, you can mention your boundary, but I desire that you can mention the whole world. Amen. You can mention that God will elevate your voice globally. Number one, that God's gonna use you. That God's gonna use you. That that even as He elevates your voice and our voices, that we'll see 
global revival. We're going to see global revival in our streets, in the universities, in colleges, in our homes, in the industries in the country, that we'll see a global move in the spirit. You could start from here. I'm going to pray for the, your part of the gospel. I'm going to give you a language. Spirit God, elevate our voices. Zakara Bozize is a Katara Baba, Zazize is a Katara, Lobali, Kaboske, Makadia, Radaba, Nabo, Zazetara, Banaba, Zize, Zekatega, Zatan, now Kazike, Bala, Dose, Ranamamo, Zazu, Tere, Kanda, Badose, Zekata, Rupara, Bushepe, Katara, Balaba, Zazize, the Kandama, Loba, Zuze, Zekata. You can pray, pray. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for elevating our voice, Kabaros, Zokata, to see Karaba Baba, Zokata. Global revival to Zizi, Rakabaka Zuzete, Abano Zate, over colleges, universities, Sabalo Zenza, Rama in the streets, industries, Rokosa Pakaluze, Raba, Labobosa, Zetere Dados, Zekatebe, Amozamama, Rakamaka Zuzo Zizi, Zekata, Rama Mama Zuzi, Zetarabalaba. Zaprekana Belida, Zosize Zekadela, Zaprakali Bedojika, Zaraba Mosize, thank you, Spirit of God. We are shaking Kenya, we are shaking Anerobi, Zakanda, Lakanda, Kazatarababa, we are shaking industries, Baluze Pekade, Roko Zatama, East Africa, Zoprekanama, Lozize Zekatalababa, Africa, Boza Katarabali, Lozaza, Australia, Zoprakadala, Bozize Zekata. Europe, America, Bolzika, Labani, Shekanda, Zelepra, Kanuske, Kanuma, Duze, Zatana, Mama, all the continents, Holy Spirit of God. Zakradi le kazo tere kata receive the grace zeparagoza zekatela baba we receive it we receive it today we receive it we receive it today in the name of Jesus we receive it we receive a fresh anointing zekatera bozikata we receive it in Jesus name we receive it we receive it of God aboza tam of awakening church in the name of Jesus rakaba kaza zekatela baba zetaruske pekana mamoje tekana baba.
this prayer. Father in heaven, we pray that Lord God, you may cause your wisdom to rest upon all of us, oh God. That you may walk in the path you prepared for us. And the assignment of our working, the assignment of every one of us, Lord, that Father may fulfill the purposes that you prepared for us, that you may walk in. Father, we pray, oh Lord, that you may cause your light to shine in our path. You may cause your grace and your favor, Lord, to rest upon us always in Jesus' name. Father, you may cause your light to rest upon us, that you be the light in every place that you step. Father, may your goodness overwhelm every one of us together with our families. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the zeal, oh Lord, your zeal that has eaten us up. In the name of Jesus, may your goodness, oh God, may your life, your light, your joy continuously, Lord, rest upon us. We thank you for your faith that is overwhelming us, oh God, causing us, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, to mount up with wings as eagles to run or be weary, walk and not faint. Father, we receive this blessing today and we thank you, Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus.